listen to a song like uh, I Love You Not. Uh, it's like, I don't want to date, but I want to fuck. And yeah. so what you have here is a pushy pedophile that didn't create Thriller. So yeah. fucking <laughs> Throw away, lock him up and throw away the key. <laughs> Discography. 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 We're back. It's episode 99. Who thought we would get here and not be canceled? Thank you to the 112 listeners who have been dedicated listening to us. Um, those 42 that are on Spotify, thank you so much. Um, I just want to make our first introduction. He made 100K through meme stocks. It's Mr. Rob Fortune. Here I am. How are you, Jomo? I'm surprised uh, that... Uh, the, the Dogecoin you told me to buy didn't pan out the way I wanted it to, but the, we live and we learn, my friend. I'm doing great. How are you? Good, good, good. good. Okay. Well, he whispers, you're not alone, as he roofies your drink, Mr. Jeff LFA. Damn. Now I need a new dating tip. Damn. Um, <laughs> how are you all? Fancy a roofie culotta. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're do- we're doing well. I'm doing well, Jeff. You look good, man. Every- Everyone got yeah. laid recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Actually, yeah. That's true. That's true. That's very true. All right. Well, it, it, it except for my dog, she doesn't get laid anymore. She's she's okay. yeah. We fixed her. Uh but he always says there's no going back after a trip to Ram Ranch, Mister Jack <laughs> Falcon. Yo. Yo, did that sound good or did that sound cheap? That sounded, sounded flat. Crispy. It sounded like, flat? What? I thought it sounded good. What is yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it is good, but look at this. It's got an owl on it. Super. What does it say? Santilli. Yeah. Dump. I don't know. This is all backwards. What does that say? I don't Super, know. <laughs> Super Santilli Deepa. Double IPA. Oh, okay. Yeah. That. <laughs> Sponsor us, yeah. Spot, sponsor us, uh, Santilli. Uh, we need, we need, we need help. Uh, we've been asking uh, meatspin.com. That's M E T S P I N dot com. How was that? Me? How was that meatspin? <laughs> that was. Did I did I just misspell that? <laughs> yeah, you you missed the A, bro. I legit I don't, went to meatspin. Like meat like, misses the A. I, uh, I went to meatspin last episode and like legitimately got my identity stolen. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Apparently, I am retarded. All right. So we're going to move forward with life. Um, Lord knows that I, I'm a classic fuck-up today. So I got a fuck, Mary kill that everyone should enjoy. So we got Pink. She is a singer-songwriter, if you want to call her that. Actress. She is from... Uh, I forgot where. Philly. She's from Philly. Uh, we have Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, she's, uh, married to Freddie Prince Jr. She was in Cruel Intentions, a few movies. Um, she is from Long Island. And then we have Queen Latifah, who is an abomination. And she's a rap artist, actress. And <laughs> she's from, uh, the New Jersey, northern New Jersey area. So there we go. We got Pink, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Queen Latifah. Go. So back in the 90s, everyone used to tell me that Sarah Michelle Gellar is the hottest woman on earth. And that is why I'm going to kill her for the troll <laughs> value. Um, okay. So back in, um, 
What was well, uh, in Straight Outta Compton? There's a scene. I believe it's based in reality. In fact, Wikipedia confirms it. That uh, one of the very early uh, Ice Cube songs, he 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 uh, sampled Queen Latifah. So uh, I'm gonna marry her strictly for that, and uh, that means I'm going to bang Qu- uh, Pink. This is the all. End. This is all trolling. This is all trolling. I think <laughs> this is a complete fucking troll. But all right, whatever. All right, so. Um, I'm gonna marry Sarah Michelle Geller, and here's why: her her husband, huge wrestling fan. So at least we can share more, more things than just his wife. Whoa! Second, <laughs> um, second, I'm gonna kill Pink because I fucking hate Pink. I hate her. I hate her. Uh, I hate her. And then Queen Latifah, she gets banged by default. So uh, yeah, so enjoy that. Very nice. Yeah, Queen Latifah looks hot in that gif. I think I'm fucking her too. Now, it comes down to the other one. Here's the thing. I read something recently when I was looking, when we were talking about um, Thrice, I looked up that if he used like autotune and stuff, and there was a, a, a an article about like 15 artists who don't use autotune, and Pink was on there. So I respect her for that. Uh, but the thing is, Mich- Sarah Michelle Gellar's hot as balls, and she was in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, and she was hot in that movie, and she's not as hot as Jennifer Love Hewitt. So what? Mm, Ooh, Jennifer the, Love Hewitt is, is way hotter. No way. Jennifer Love Hewitt in her prime is like legitimately like one of the hottest people of all time. Mm, all right. But Sarah Michelle is hot too. I'm, who do I want to kill here? Mm, I'm just going to take the troll response. Sarah Michelle Gellar is getting kicked off a cliff and I'm, I'm marrying pink. I, I align myself more with Mr. Jeff. Um, here's why. I'm going to fuck Queen Latifah, right? Because she's big. She's fat. So that means she knows how to eat. <laughs> so the correlation between eating and putting things in her mouth, you know she's going to be good at BJ's, bro. So okay. I, I'm, I'm going to fuck Queen Latifah. I'm going to marry Sarah Michelle Gellar. I've, I, I saw her in Cruel Intentions, and I was like, immediately, I want to see what her butthole looks like. Uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. That, that's worthy of uh, putting a rock on it. So definitely Sarah Michelle Geller, She can get it. And uh, Pink seems like a handful and a disagreeable cunt. So she's going, <laughs> she's getting kicked off the cliff. Uh, no one wants to hear you nag about some shit or your shitty ass song. So bye. Thank you. So I, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, what was it? Cruel Intentions? I never oh, saw that bro, one. Bro, you got Maybe I need it. to see it. it, it yeah. the, the only thing it lacks Yo, is... Yeah, my voice almost cracked like I was 14. It, it, exactly. But it, the, the only thing it lacks is like the fucking... I need boobage. The, I should the, There's yeah. no topless scenes. It was very just like dry and bland. And I, I didn't like it. But anyway. If if that movie was made in the 80s, there would be tits. That, you know, it, was, it was dry and bland like Jack's upbringing in life <laughs> jesus christ lack of boobage dry and bland no luckily I, my my life does not have a lack of boobage he's, it's one thing that uh he's hitting saves my life that's all life he's hitting below the no, belt that's a little rough brother my, my my life has ample boobage so i'm i'm, I'm all set with them your adult life yeah my adult life yeah oh oh yeah oh the upbringing yeah there's no tits there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely there, that's there's, true there's like a plethora of dick but no tits like what's going well, on well the uh, like the dick was like when i got like later on in the military i don't think i saw too much dick even when we were in high school but i definitely didn't see any titties so you were looking got it <laughs> well i mean it was okay i wasn't like on any sports and shit so i don't know where i'd be seeing dick randomly dude i i, I got desensitized to dicks when i was playing sports i was like i don't want to just get away from yeah, me. yeah right I, yeah see i didn't have the experience where you're in the shower and you kind of look over like yeah. you did like you used to do and you just say hey nice nice watch bro like that like your watch no big deal. yeah exactly why, why are we being gay about this my friend let's go to ram ranch yes yeah don't be gay about it don't be gay bro all right so so let's move forward. We're talking about 
what? Uh, we were talking about, well, for, between four and five albums today. Um, so Jeff had picked four, uh, four punk records to listen to and then one extra one. And if people have listened to it, we'll talk about it. If you haven't, we'll save it for another episode. Um, so uh, Homegrown had an album called Kings of Pop. Uh, the Loved Ones had one called Keep Your Heart. Movie Life had an album called 40 Hour Train Back to Penn and Midtown had an album called Living Well is the Best Revenge. And then the bonus one is by a band called I'm the Avalanche that is called Avalanche United. It came out like 2011 or something like that. Uh, so, Jeff, do we want to spin the wheel? How do you want to pick uh, records this time? You know, I think we're uh, we're spinning. All right. Are we leaving I'm the Avalanche on or are we removing? Let's I mean, I listened up to you. I yeah, I'm down to keep it. I did not Absolutely. listen. Throw it on there. That's all right. right. We're gonna, we're gonna. It's actually the one that I think think that you would like the most, Jomo. So next time you're bored, just throw it on. But yeah, so uh, yeah. When I was listening to it, I was like, "Yo, that Midtown album can get fucked." Uh, this uh, the Avalanche uh, United one is a billion times better. Anyway, let's spin this thing. You spin me right around, baby. Uh, right this episode around. is brought to you by Meatspin. Go to Meatspin.com. Watch up to uh, 1,400 spins, and you will receive a five dollar gift card from Amazon. God damn, the music in this thing is so fucking loud. Okay, uh, the loved ones is first Ooh. i actually have all the artworks so i was able to be quick about it very just like your sex life very quick about <laughs> it. hey i'm trying to be efficient <laughs> i got no time the, to waste. the least amount of pumps necessary well all right we ready here everybody giggity 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 goo let's go all right, Keep Your Heart is a 13-track record released in 2006, coming just over 34 minutes long. It's the band's debut full-length studio album, reaching number 16 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart and contains the singles 100K and Jane. The title comes from the lyric in the song The Odds, When Your Skin Finally sh Sheds, You'll Find Your Nerves All in Shreds, The Price May Be to Keep Your Heart, You'll Lose Your Head. Uh, while Dave House was working as a roadie for the Bouncing Souls, the Loved Ones was given the opportunity to do a tour with them and would also tour... Uh, with no effects impressed by the band no no effects frontman fat mike signed them to his label fat records uh, it would be released on february 21st 2006 among the 13 tracks on the album four had been previously released 100k originally appeared on their 2005 self-titled ep jane and arsenic originally appeared on their 2004 self-released demo and benson and hedges was originally done by the curse which is the band that house was in before the loved ones and i'll take from the album spy diddly had been uh, featured on the band's myspace page and was released on fat records xmas bonus digital sampler and later released on their 2009 ep distractions the song 100k was used in the 2006 video game saints row uh jeff what do you think of this album yeah so um there is uh, I was texting you guys this, but there's a famous story that uh, that that not only did did Fat Records want to, want this album, but um, uh, Epitaph Records also wanted this album. And Epitaph Records actually offered the band more money and like more merch deals and whatever. But 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 Fat Mike and NoFX legitimately offered them more of a Coke deal, and they and they went with uh, Fat Records, and uh, they regret it to this day. But, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, not only is this my top of the week, it's it's like. It's also like a top five album for me all time. I fucking love this album. I have like an emotional attachment to it. I'm sure I've talked about it in nauseam to you dudes before. I listen to this album a lot. It actually like never falls out of my like top five on Spotify. Um, I, I the other day, Jack, you were talking about how like the sequencing was off for you. I actually think that the, that the sequencing on this record is perfect. So I, I'm happy that that you caught that. Um, I saw them live. They're awesome. Oh, sorry. Where am I? Um. So I had to keep pausing this when I was taking notes because I was too busy air drumming. But uh, yeah, so Suit Yourself is a banger of a start. It flows perfectly into Breathe In. And is a perfect song, and Dave's voice fits perfectly in it. I love the speed of 
uh, over 50 club. Hurry up and wait is awesome. Um, I love the lyrics to the sickening. I can't express how great that is. Um, if, th- if this dude wrote a book, I'd fucking read it because I love him. Living well will get you dead. I love how the gu- how the drums kind of just follow the guitar. I love that. Um, the bass is awesome on this record. Um, I love the line. This turned out to be my fatal mistake, and I'll take it to my grave. Say a prayer of my soul is at stake, and there's not much left to say. In arsenic, that fucking rules. 100K, I'm sure I showed all you dudes before. But the best song on this record by far is um, the last one. Uh, player hey your anthem it's 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 my favorite song of the entire week i love the lyrics i love it all uh do i regret even do i regret even the wasted breath it took to sing do i regret i ever i ever admitted to a little and blurted out on the page do i do we regret they're out there waiting for someone honest to take the stage will they want their 10 bucks back or leave knowing that this means more than anyone could play yeah i fucking i love it this is this is the album for me the reason I picked this entire week is because I much I like this album. But yeah, that's all. So I wasn't going to talk about Player Hater Anthem to the end, but Player Hater Anthem is a song that no one's heard on an album that no one's listened to by a band that nobody knows. And it's legitimately a fucking crime. Uh, I've joked about it before, being like, yo, it's a war crime. This song wasn't a single or no one knows it. The fact that people do not know Player Hater Anthem is like a legitimate crime against humanity. Uh, it's one of the catchiest choruses you'll ever hear. Uh, Dave's voice is incredible in the song. It's a perfect ending to this album, and it even rolls back into Suit Yourself at the end of it. It says, like, Mother, can you, whatever the fuck he says, it rolls back to the beginning. Uh, it's a beautiful song. It's awesome. It's pretty much the idea of, like, you are aging as a band and people are starting to shit talk you. So, uh, you know, he's saying, like, like Jeff had said, like, do I regret I even wasted the breath it took to sing? Do I regret I ever admitted a little and bled it all out on the page? Because these people are like shit talking. I'm like, you're old and like, you're lucky to be where you are. You're, and you're going to be gone in a year or whatever. Uh, I've listened to that song a billion times. I'll listen to it a fucking billion more. So I love this album as well. Now, the problem with listening to this record this week is it's going to be number one, no matter how great any of the other ones are. It's insane how good this album is. Like, it's crazy. There's hooks all over the place. It flows really well. Um, oh, I'm going to sound like a broken record again. I can't stop like talking about how great of an album this is. Um, and so I want to see this played like live in full. So 2026 can't come soon enough for me when, when the 20th uh, anniversary <laughs> of this comes around. I want to go. Uh, these dudes are like top of their game, incredible musicians here. Oh, there's a lot of single potential. So the song Breathe In wasn't a single. And I don't understand why it wasn't. Now, you talked about them taking a shittier deal for Coke or whatever than... Uh, getting a, a deal with epitaph or whatever i that's not the only thing that like hindered these guys the song breathe in like i honestly think that this, the fact that that wasn't a single legitimately hindered this band from being huge that song is so good that it could have made them like one of the biggest bands like on fucking earth in my opinion banger status song crime it wasn't a fucking single and not only because the song is good and i want people to hear it but because this band didn't last that long and i think had had they had like these things in place to have these big banger songs to be singles and pushing the stuff pushing the band that they would have stayed around long longer and they would have been uh bigger than than they were so like the singles on here are one uh 100k and jane which are good songs but like so jane it's like catchy it's well recorded and everything but it shouldn't have been a single over breathe in i just think like that song breathe in could have pulled so many more people into this band and sold so many more copies of this album for them and maybe they'd even be like so these guys are all doing one of the things we're going to be seeing through these records is musicians cross over all the time. You'd be surprised how almost small like the music world is when you see how many people know each other and how many people are helping each other or or guest starring on some of these albums. So these dudes are still doing stuff. I don't know if they played together as uh, the loved ones 
at, in the past decade or whatever. But, um, you know, they, they could have been doing this, this band full time forever if they had gotten like the backup and like the money and stuff from, from being pushed from some of these bigger songs that weren't fucking hits. Rob, what do you think of this album? Um, so this band has my respect. Uh, you know, back in 2005, I was hanging out with Derek, who went on to drum for a big D in the kids table. And his favorite bands uh, were the Loved Ones and uh, fucking the Lawrence Arms. Right. So, uh, you know, Jack, when I hear like, you know, how much you love the, the Lawrence Arms, how much you've talked about them throughout the years and to hear that you also love the Loved Ones, it's like uh, you guys have stuff in common. I'm not surprised that you, that, uh, you guys have this in common and you know, think the same in these ways. But uh, yeah, these these guys have my respect because they're tight, great musicianships. You know, they're just like on top of their game, like in that way. But this this band doesn't have my heart. This is not like the like melodic like thing that I'm looking for. So uh, I'm going to give it number five. That's it. Oh, damn. OK. <clears throat> uh, so the song that this uh, album is named after the odds is one of my favorite on here as well. Uh, great line I had read already, but you know the the price the price may be to keep your heart, you lose your head. That is a fucking awesome line. Uh, there's a song before that called "Living Will Get You Dead," another one of my favorites on this album. Oh, Jeff was saying how good the bass is. Yeah, the, the bass pops his song on here, sickening. Bass is MVP of that song. Uh, it's a slower song, but it's not like a slow, boring song. Uh, so yeah, there's all kinds of dynamics and crazy shit going on in this album. And yeah, it's just it's so weird to have a record like this that, in my opinion, is so good, but like. It, you you ask a hundred people if they know this record, and I would be surprised if ten of them knew it. Uh, so it it does not get nearly the love that it deserves. Uh, Jumo, how much do you hate this album? Oh, I'm glad you asked, my friend. Oh, Jeff, 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 I need a break from this music. <laughs> Um, hey, it was it was it, it, it was my homework to do something completely opposite of Rush, so I came through. Oh, you That's came true. you came through, my friend. <laughs> you, came, you came through it, it, with the most linear fucking albums I've ever listened to. I want to thank Jeff for fucking up my paid YouTube account algorithm. Uh, you put more. Oh, mine is so fucked, it, dude. And I pay, and I have premium. And, and yeah. there's a reason I have premium is like I don't like ads. And you just you're fucking it up for me, man. You really you you really are. Um, I'm now. Here's what's gonna happen. After listening to the Loved Ones album, I was just like, okay, cool. I'm gonna spam you with memes on anything that I can and unsolicited dick pics because this is <laughs> this is what you deserve. Uh, the only redeeming quality of this album is that the songs are under four minutes long each. Uh, Jeff has uh, zero mercy for my ears. I give it three out of ten for the week. Thank you damn okay uh yeah song on, on here uh over 50 club the song's like a minute and 10 seconds any famous band would have padded that song out to be five minutes long um like bands like this and lawrence arms they don't give a shit if they make a song that's like 54 seconds if that's how long they want it to be and that's what feels right to them then that's how the uh the the end uh the end of the song turns up a song in here called arsenic um and i always forget about that song and then it comes and like punches me in the face a banger of a song another crime that it wasn't a single i would have hoard out probably this entire album had i been fat mike at this point um and that's another one that's another song that i think if it was a single would have like launched these guys into the stratosphere the song here benson benson and hedges that's the one from uh, uh dave house's uh, old man uh, it's a good song, but if I had to remove any one song from this album, I think it would be that one. And then 100K actually has a video. A song never gets old to me. I think it's awesome. That might be the first song that Jeff ever showed me. Jeff made me uh, 
like a four disc mixtape a long time ago. So he showed me a bunch of these bands for the first time. He actually showed me the Lawrence Arms for the first time as well on there. Um, so anyway, 100K, no brainer single. There's a video for it, which is pretty good. Uh, and everyone like looks so young in it. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I love this album to me. It's a God tier record. Uh, it's one of my favorite of all time. And unfortunately for me, like it can't even be topped because like the other ones, even if they're great at points, this one is just like, I don't know. It's like a God tier album to me. Uh, is there anything else that anyone wants to say about, uh, keep your heart before we move on, Jeff? Uh, so I went to a, a reunion show, like, I don't know, 2013 or 2014. They, they did like a California date, a Boston date and a Philly date. And, the shows were so insane that I have no doubt that they'll be back again for something else because bro, pencil nuts. it in 2026. No, fuck the pencil. <laughs> Pen it in 2026. We're going. Yeah. Ta tattoo it on my butthole. Let's go. <laughs> make it, make it happen. All right. Let's read some YouTube comments. First one says, found out these, found these guys on Pandora, downloaded their album. They rock. Next one says, uh, on tour this fall with gaslight Anthem going to be tour of the year. I think that comment's like 10 years old. Uh, you didn't know how much you helped me. Next person said, excellent drumming. And lastly, it's like green day or alkaline trio minus about 10 years and a large budget. <laughs> yeah. <might be. laughs> yeah. All right. We ready to spin the meat spin wheel? You spin yes. me right around, mm -hmm. baby, mm -hmm. right around. You spin All right, hang me on. right around, baby, right around. Bro, this website doesn't have a way of turning off the sound. All right. Yeah. My, <laughs> one of us can hear it besides you. So. I know. Yeah, I know. It's not in the recording, so we're good. All right. Okay. I didn't take the loved ones out and it fucking landed on it again. Hang on. <laughs> Let's do it again. So the loved ones, <laughs> keep your heart is a record. And and brought to you this week by Jack Falcon is autism. Autism comes <laughs> in three different packs. <laughs> All right. Midtown living well hey, is the best say, revenge. Let me say something about this real quick. Okay. So obviously this is going to be a bunch of people's least favorite. Let me just give a quick, a quick disclaimer. Cause Jack already said something. I love this. I loved this album in, in uh, high school. And then like, Three months ago, they went on tour to do a reunion uh, on this record, and uh, the the movie life played. So, fuck, of course, I went, and I refell in love with this record. So, yes, people are gonna shit talk it. I don't fucking care. I love it. Go ahead. Okay. All right. You you have thick uh, skin. You have thick skin. You'll be fine. Yeah. So, Living Well's The Best Revenge is an 11-track record released in 2002, coming just under 38 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number 90 on the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, and contains a single like a movie. Uh, following the conclusion of the touring cycle of their debut record, 2000 Save the World, Lose the Girl, Midtown went to California to work on their next album where they spent three weeks in pre-production working on 20 songs, which had been whittled down from 30. Uh, it followed the pop punk sound of their debut recording took place in October and November, 2001 in Los Angeles and Burbank, California. Living Well was recorded uh, over a two and a half month period. In contrast to the 20 days that they had to record Save the World, Lose the Girl producer, Mark, Trombino remarked that it was a shame they didn't have any time to experiment for Save the World. One example he cited was when they brought an organ into the studio for a single day only to use it for a 10-second part. On February 9th, 2002, uh, Become What You Hate was made available for streaming through the group's website. On March 24th, A Faulty Foundation was posted online. Uh, Living Well is the Best Revenge was released on April 16th, 2002 as a joint release between Drive-Thru and MCA Records. At the time, Drive-Thru had a distribution deal with MCA Records. Uh, the deal allowed MCA to require Drive-Thru Records bands over a period of time Vinny caruana uh, of the movie life added additional background vocals to the closing track find comfort in yourself rob uh what do you think of living well is the best revenge 
I think it's funny that uh, you, you guys all expected everyone to, to, to shit all over this album. This is my favorite of the week, actually. Yes. Uh, I'll take <laughs> it. Now, I'll uh, take it. Okay. Nice. Uh, so, like, when I listen to, like, uh, Alkaline Trio or whatever, it's like um, the, uh, the Alkaline Trio is known for how good their lyrics are. And so that band always was kind of like a mystery to me because, like, when I hear music, it's hard for me to follow lyrics. So it's just like, to me instrumentals are like the thing that I really go towards. And what I wanted from Alkaline Trio was a little more variety in the instrumentals, a little bit more, you know, just change it up like a little bit more. And this, ba this band does that to me. And uh, I think the recording quality is good. The, there's like uh, melodies and feelings. And like, I, I was like, I was like happy with this record. And I think there's a bunch of good songs on it. I do, uh, track two has like this weird part, like halfway through, like it, it goes fucking left field all of a sudden. So I don't really like track two. But there was uh, several songs that I liked on it. I thought it was, uh, you know, had some good variety and some pop hooks. And uh, yeah, fucking thumbs up. Favorite of the week. That's it. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> all right. So this one took me the longest to even get into. Second half of this record, I would say, like brings it back for me. Um, it is my least favorite of the week. Uh, oh, and this record also has the problem of uh, not enough, not enough singles itis, right? They could have singled out a, a whole lot more of this record. So one problem I have with this album is it's like too corny for me. So like a movie. So, okay. This band has three singers. Uh, so like a movie, if you watch the music video, you can see exactly where the different people are singing and they sound great. They're fantastic. I'm not ever going to shit talk the quality. Like you said, this is well recorded. It sounds fine. It's just, to me, it's just a bit too boring, especially when like, even if some of the albums have something that sucks ass, like not this record, but like just in what we listen to, it stands out to me to where it's like, okay, I hated that where this is like too many things for me blend into things that I just think are corny. So like a movie, like, I think that song is corny. Like everyone sounds great. Um, I'm surprised they actually didn't try to get the drummer into singing as well to like to just double down and get everybody in there. And there's a lyric in that song that takes me out of it every single time because it's too like cuck for me. Uh, I don't believe in anything, but I believe in you. I never trusted anyone, but somehow I trust you. I hate that lyric, and I it's like I fucking hate that it exists. And every time I hear it, it sticks out to me so much. Uh, there's a song called Perfect, and that song is also like a really corny song. However, I will give it that that song was it's corny because of the stylistic choice of that song. Uh, I don't hate it. I'm not in love with it. But if if like a movie was a single, then that song could have been a single as well. And then the song right before like a movie is called Get It Together. Again, like I'm not a fan of it. It's just like too boring for me. There, there's some stuff on here that sticks out, but a lot of it, I don't know. I'm just like, I it's not doing it for me. Uh, Jumbo, what do you think of this album? Oh, well, this album sounds like Mike Skiba is getting fucking butt plugged in his ass. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing I do like, uh, the brunette chick on the album cover uh, has yeah. some fucking DSLs. Um, <laughs> that shit. She has an Eastern European look and she looks like she needs a job right now. And I'm, you know, we could talk. You could hit up my human resources, send your resume. Um Watching the like, <laughs> like a movie music video feels like a desperate attempt at a band who's trying to get into the next like rom-com movie and they want like serious residual checks, man, for like, yeah. they want royalties. They want what's up. I just, it just, I don't like it. Jokes on them. Uh, this fucking music sucks. Um, it's, it, it, it's, I'd rather get <laughs> Crippler cross-faced by a family murderer than deal <laughs> with listening to this fucking album. 
This is just teen pop, OC, uh, insane bitches, and overconfident bros. I don't like this music, man. I, You know, Jeff, you're a nice guy. You're well enough. I mean... Uh, it just lacks substance and love, man. And I, I just, I feel it's very procedural. It's just like, hey, it is what it is. I didn't like any of it. Uh, two out of ten, all right? I'll, I'll give him for trying. We'll give him effort for trying. That's about it. You know, the funny thing is when I was listening to this at some points, I was wondering if any of this music had been used in like a, like a teen comedy in the early 2000s or whatever. Uh, I don't think any of it was. Uh, so a couple songs in here. There's no going back. I actually love that song. I want That's the kind of thing I want more of. I, I award that banger status should have been a single. Uh, and it sounds like too familiar to me. So the song, There's No Going Back and the song Still Trying both remind me of Newfound Glory. So they had a, this band had a record after this that people said it sounds a lot like Alkaline Trio. So I'm not saying that these guys are like silly putty where they, they copy, uh, you know, things that they're put onto, but I wouldn't be surprised if like they, they like listen to a band, get inspired by that and kind of write in that way. Because th these two songs, I'm like, I think they're reminding me of newfound glory. First song in this album is be called become what you hate. So uh, vocally again, like it's a really impressive album. There's uh, three singers. There's one track. So Okay, Lawrence Arms did this later on where I so I'm I'm giving Lawrence Arms uh, too much credit because I'm like, okay, I, I feel like they started this. However, this band was doing it where you have uh one person singing something, then person B singing something, then C, and then like then like A and B sing together and like B and C sing together. So you get these harmonies and everything, and they they sound beautiful, but they sound fantastic. I do think that Lawrence Arms perfected the idea of it, like the whole duet singing uh in the style of like uh punk rock or whatever. But these guys did a great job and they have a whole nother singer that they have to account for uh i still think my favorite singer of the the week is adam from homegrown though i think he still is my favorite singer individually of these people but these guys to have three people singing together especially live now their live shows could be a train wreck i don't know it's very difficult to be able to sing live especially if you can't hear each other and it can be uh it can ruin the whole set because you know when you have conflicting uh notes or whatever because you can't hear the other people it's very easy to like ruin the whole fucking thing so hopefully their sets are good hopefully they can hear each other and and they do a good job they have great voices and they harmonize well together uh jeff what do you think of this album so the, um the main dude on this uh, of this band gabe is like in like a famous pop band now like some like 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 some uh freaking or swift pop band right now they're called cobra starship and like, like they're in a bunch of movies and shit so like 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 he's still exactly exactly what you what you would expect him to do but yeah dude uh my first like three lines of, of my write-up were just talking about how i don't give a shit how poppy it is I, I still love it um i like the drums on this record they're not super complicated but they keep everything driving forward uh, the song like a movie should be in the movies like you already said um they do a lot of like the right left speaker thing which i, which I think is awesome uh, there's no going back is a good song yeah uh, you should know is a good song halty foundation but mostly the song "Find Comfort in Yourself," the last song that has Vinny from the movie Life and I'm the Avalanche on it. That's that's the song for me. But yeah, so like I said, I had like I didn't think of this record for over 20 years. Then I re-stumbled on it and I've been listening to it a lot lately. But yeah, it's good. It's also probably my least favorite of the week as well. But it's good. Yeah, th this album does come back strong uh, towards the end. Like one last time, awesome song, uh, uh, "Faulty Foundation," fucking awesome. Like that's why I like give me more. I want a whole record of this kind of stuff uh, in the songs. Awesome. 
Uh, that one might be like more typical pop punk where you might be like, oh, wh why doesn't Jack fucking call it like a cookie cutter song? It kind of could be, but I, I, I like it. And then it does end like the song you're talking about, Find Comfort in Yourself. Strong finish, good song. One I would like to see live, actually. I I don't know. I, I need to hear more from this band, but it's, I don't know. This is definitely still my least favorite it was from when I started listening to it and it is now. Like it grew on me a bit, but still, like it grew on me a bit, but then like I started listening to I Am The Avalanche and it just went like right out the window after that. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about living well is the best revenge? You notice that Jomo liked the loved ones more than Midtown because he gave it a three out of ten yeah. and a two out of ten. Yeah, that is true. Nice. My my uh, readings so my readings mattered. I'm oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's read some YouTube comments. First one says uh, these guys were so underrated back in high school. People knew bands like MXPX, Blink, Green Day, NoFX, and Ataris, uh, but no one knew Midtown. These guys are so great. Next person says, "Holy shit, this is exactly the sound that made me fall in love with pop punk. Makes me feel like it's 1999 all over again." Next person says, "The greatest harmonies that have ever existed in rock music." I'm not, I, I don't think this guy's crazy. I, I think they are pretty fucking good uh, vocally. Uh, next is, uh, oh my God, how I have, how have I never heard uh, this band? How have I never heard this band? Incredible. And lastly, I listen to Midtown all the time, but I can't listen to Forget What You Know without getting angry because of how incredibly underrated this band was. Yeah, they might be, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm giving them, I'm giving them just a pass. I, I would never go back to this album probably. Uh, we all set? We ready to spin the meat spin wheel? You spin me right all right, let me remove this one right before it lands on it again. Spin me right around, baby, right around. I went on to meatspin.com and then uh, I saw the. Uh, oh, did you? I saw. Did I, it work for you? I saw the GIF and then I got gay. I don't. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> I, be, I became full blo full blown homosexual. Yeah. Jomosexual. <clears throat> Jomosexual is the gay life without the gay stuff. Exactly. We all aspire to be a Jomosexual. I'm telling you, it's going to be a cultural shift, bro. I'm not I, even joking. We need like people are having cultural. less and less kids these days. I think this is going to be an even bigger shift. I know. Bro. Yes. Ram Ranch too. I hope my daughter's <laughs> gay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So you landed on a movie life. Uh, let me see. All right, 40 Hour Train Back to Penn is an 11 track record released in 2003, coming just under 35 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, their final until 2017's Cities in Search of a Heart, reaching number 164 on the Billboard 200. It contains the singles Face or Kneecaps and Jamestown. The title comes from the lyric in the song Jamestown, Late Night, Snowfall, Get Us to the Hospital, Jamestown 94 West, and a 40 Hour Train Back to Penn. And February 2003, Movie Life supported the used in their headlining tour. Oh, by the way, there's like no information of this album or this band like online. Uh, so we're going to be talking about some of their touring schedule. In February 2003, Movie Life supported the used in their headlining tour of the East Coast. Following this, they went uh, on to tour with Finch and Census Fail until early March. In April, drummer Evan uh, Bacon got into a van accident, which resulted in uh, drafting a friend in to temporarily fill his role for the UK tour. In May, a video was filmed for Jamestown, directed by motion graphics company Digital Kitchen. Movie Life went on uh, the Made Tour, which ran from uh, June to August. They played alongside Further Seems Forever, Autopilot Off, and Amberlin. In September, they went on the $5 tour with, with Fairweather and honorary title on september 29th 2003 a note on the band's website revealed that the movie life had decided to break up cities in search of a heart was released in september 2017 through rise records uh and in may and june 2018 movie life supported newfound glory on their sick tour in the u.s in february 2022 when asked on the patio slave podcast about what's next for the movie life uh Cor 
Koruana said, I wouldn't be surprised if there was more movie life music. Brandon's just got to write it. I don't think I should be writing it. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of uh, 40 Hour Train Back to Penn? Uh, I think that this album should have been called a buy a plane ticket. You broke motherfucker. Um, I don't like it though. Vocals are whiny. The guitars are simple. It's cliche themes. And it's just enough for me to like jump out of a window and just hope that I land on my head first. Okay. Um, <laughs> Jeff, God damn it, man. Why the fuck did you like, like I it's, it's okay. Some of Jeff, I we uh, I think we're probably close to agreeing that we like old school punk, man. I think you and I kind of I meet on that level with like Cro-Mags, maybe some Madball. Um, oh yeah, you, you know. But when you 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 make me you you rape my ears with this music, <laughs> it makes me it feels if I feel dirty after listening to this shit. All right. <laughs> I need to grape your ears, please. He grape. So I, he grape my ears. I'm gonna I, have to get my ear. Don't you interrupt me. I'm gonna have to get my ears swabbed <laughs> and get a DNA sample. I give this a zero point five out of ten. This is shitty music. So, so I have to. I have to rebuttal. I I, I have a rebuttal on this. Please. Yes. I knew this was coming. I had originally for this week picked. Uh, a bunch of hardcore punk albums, but the problem is, is that Age of Coral by the Cro-Mags, which is the greatest of all, is not on not on YouTube. And one of our oh. fucking members in this group doesn't doesn't know how to doesn't know how to pay for Spotify, so we couldn't do, we couldn't do that. So thanks. It's not Jack. even that I won't pay for it. It's that like the browser I use, it's like they can't steal all oh, my data, so oh, they won't they won't oh, stream. You you, I Jomo. Hate, I hate I, hey, you. when you when you said when you said when you when you said hey, when you were like hey quit being a cheap motherfucker and buy a ticket, I thought you were talking about yourself to come up for the 100th episode. I'm not even joking. That's what I thought you were talking about. Bro, I, That's what I thought you were referencing. I, I, I should reference myself. Bro, I got I got a kid, bro. Like, I, I'm going to use that. Like, I have I have bills plus I'm moving. I've been spending... I This weekend, I spent hundreds of dollars just, like, trying to fix the front porch, man. Like, it's like... It's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. But anyway, thank you for the rebuttal, Jeff. We it's greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. For we'll we'll get to the Chrome Mags one day. Yeah. I know. I, I would love to do a Cro-Mags Mad Ball kind of like. All right, I'll I'll I'll, I'll plan it. I'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll, I will add the songs onto YouTube so so Jack can listen. To um. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. There you go. Thinking outside the box. Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll just rip the album and upload it to YouTube. Um, so there's another band that I found through Jeff's mixtapes. Uh, I love these guys. I would love to see this record played in full. So I listened to this before I listened to I'm Avalanche. So I was saying this is a strong second for me this week, but I think after I'm Avalanche, like this is a strong third for me this week. Um, I There's a song in here, Jamestown, which I love. It's a banger status of a song. It's It's like... I've talked about like a hard edge of punk or whatever. And, and th that, that song has it. And I want this whole album to have it. And it doesn't, uh, it, it has the harder edge, both musically and vocally. Uh, my favorite song on the record, hands down. Um, there's a couple songs in this album. I don't like not necessarily due to them being poorly written, but because of the style, uh, this album also has a really strong second half. So uh, one song I want to talk on talk about on here that wasn't a single or anything is called Hey. Uh, this is one song I did find through Jeff's 
uh, mixes. The other one was Jamestown. And I want to say again, Jamestown is a fucking awesome song. I love it. It's one of my favorite songs ever written. It's so good. And the song is so good that I want the whole rest of this album to be on that level. And at some points it, it it's up there, but it's never like at how good of a song that is. So the song, Hey, right? So when we talked about the Creed songs, there's a bunch of them I was saying, I call them like hot dog down a hallway songs because like they're trying really hard to make me feel something. And like, it's just not <laughs> happening. This song, uh... Hey, is about a relationship ending, right? And then they're remembering the times that they had together and then they become friends afterwards. So everybody here knows that I'm adamantly against that practice, but that song emotionally gets me like pretty much every fucking time. Whenever I listen to it, I do think about other people that I have had relationships in the past that I never, ever think about. You know, I try to go in the, in the direction of dig a hole and bury everything, bury <laughs> all emotions. That's, that's the direction I want to go in. But then I hear a song like this and it really is like a genuinely like, nice song that somebody wrote about thinking about other people and at, so at the end he says like now you know now you're my friend or whatever so i do whenever i listen to the song it does make me think that i do think about people who i've known in the past uh and i i'm actually i'm honestly not sure why this wasn't a single this is a song again i found through like jeff's mixtapes and i would have assumed that it was because it's a really catchy song it stands out uh there's money potential all over it but it, it wasn't one so they, they lost out on that. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of this album? So, yeah, they broke up pretty shortly after this record. Um, the, the previous album, the previous album, albums before this are actually like faster, like Revelation Records, uh, hardcore albums. Like, um, but then they kind of decided to go this route towards the end. I fucking love this album. This is Andy from, this is Andy from Funzel's favorite band of all time. So, so this band means a lot to like, to like a, a couple people I know. We, seen them so much we fucking they they announced i don't know in like 2010 that they were playing their final show ever and we drove out to new york city it was in Times square in a fucking hurricane and then like two years later they got back together because <laughs> fans do that shit to us all the time Motherfucker. um Je yeah. jeff went through the perfect storm movie and then they just yeah. The <laughs> yeah, <literally. laughs> yeah. um but um so yeah they're actually still going it's, it's just like two members now not the whole band but uh I love it. I love Jamestown, like you said. If my heart's the weapon, my or if my mind's the weapon, my heart's the extra clip. Yeah. I love Kelly's song. I love Hey. I love the song Jamaica Next. Uh, Ship to Shore is a great song. It's a fantastic closer. Uh, funny story about that. Vinny um, talks about like whenever they play live now. He always talks about when they play Ship to Shore, how much he he like hates himself for it because like he was like on tour with like a bunch of like fame like like his like idols like Bane and all this stuff. And he was he's writing lyrics about like how much he wants to go home and how fucking how much he hates tour. And now he's looking back. He's like, I'm an idiot. I wish I was on tour right now. So, yeah, just whatever. I love this album. Uh, I It just brings me back to high school. But that's all. Yeah. Ship to Shore. Uh, I love that song. Uh, again, I like please do a 20th anniversary tour so I can see it uh, played in full. I need to see it live. There's a lot going on there and it works really well together. So I was saying like the end of this album uh pretty much after hey the last four or five songs however many left bring it back for me uh because there's songs like uh kelly's song and so like that's like right in between having like a hard edge and like the soft edge so i'll take it but then you have a song like taking it out and chopping it up which is, it's an easy single material a bit too pop punk for me but i can see people like loving that song but it's just like whenever i hear jamestown it's like this is what i want take this song and and make th the whole album that uh, just 15 times but like a little different so it's not the exact same song i don't know that song is god tier to me it's it's fucking amazing uh, rob what do you think of this album 
putting it at number two. So I want I, early in this week, you know, I had the flu all week, so I felt like shit. And I, you know, uh, I was rushing through this uh, week at first. But um, uh, yeah, what happened is like I, I my first listen, I'm like, these vocals suck, and there's the drummer <laughs> has unnecessary changes. It's and then like uh, you know, so I listened to it a couple more times, and yeah, number two for me. Like okay, so first of all, like. Um, I'm I'm a bit more into like the like '90s Midwest emo and uh, and stuff like that than I am pop punk. So to me, like I get a little bit more of like the the emo vibe that I like. You know, when you were saying that they toured with the Used and Further Seems Forever, I'm like, yeah, this, that's that's exactly what I hear and like. You know, that's my fucking home base. Like uh, that was my favorite shit back uh, in 2003. Um, but yeah, uh, what what else? So like the guitars, um, I'm gonna like. So the thing I like about the guitars uh, is that like there's there's they they play with some intentional dissonance like it's not just like power chords they'll have like uh, chords with uh, thirds and sixths and like the like the the intentional ugliness thing I really fucking like and I you know I really like the guitars overall I do wish that there was like another guitar player or something to add on to it because you know the fucking tech metal person in me is like yeah I want this but then also fucking tread over it or something I don't fucking know I'm getting greedy here but um like this this band is really approaching something that I love, love, love. It's, uh, you know, uh, I'd like the vocals to be a little bit like fucking tighter and like a little bit more guitars, but like, I really liked this album quite a bit. That's it. Yeah, it, 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 it is good. Uh, there's a song I hear span away and it's like, uh, I do like that song. And, um, you know, again, I just want that hard edge, and sometimes I'm just not getting it. There's a piano in the mix in that song that comes through every now and then that I think sounds pretty good. Uh, a song called Jamaica Next, that is another one that I want to see live. It's one of my favorites on the record. Uh, breathe In, Breathe Out, Survive. There's there's an interview with this guy, the singer of this band, and he talks about, uh, you know, the most important thing. Obviously, like, it's not news or whatever, but when he was talking about it, he's like, you know, you have to take care of your mental health and everything, and he was saying, like, that that's one of the things that he was always, like, taking care of. Uh, so when you hear positive things like that, it's like, okay, this is probably what the guy was going through at the time a song in here called never keep changing uh, again this is what i want the drums like aggressive as fuck in that song um and uh i think that a song like that could have also like done huge things for this band i don't know who was in control of of the financials of all these bands but it's like yo fire them okay create a time machine take me back with you fire all those fucking people and then put me in charge of the, of everything and i'll change the entire world of music dude uh, no, because because if you did that <laughs> These motherfuckers would be like taking two minute showers and they, they would have T Mobile as their fucking mobile service provider. Like, that's. You're, you, you'd be the cheapest motherfucker. You'd be like, uh, you, you want to have Chick fil A for dinner? You're going to have a three musketeer. Figure it out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, you're, you're, yeah, okay. So don't send me back in time. Uh, <laughs> we'll put someone else in charge of it but in general i don't know i feel like these just got robbed a lot of these people like two singles on this album you could easily have five anyway yeah so yeah number two for me i also love the artwork of this album uh and just jamestown for me will forever be just god tier is there anything else that anyone wants to say about 40 hour uh train back to Penn? so they were legitimately like on a cross-country like they were starting a tour in like Portland, Oregon, or like Washington or something, and they were on their way to like meet up, meet up with like a bunch of bands, and they like legit like flipped their van 
and they were in the hospital for like a month, and then they had to fucking take a forty-hour train. Imagine that shit, though. Like you're all yeah. like, excited, like, like all of your gear gets wrecked. You're in the hospital <laughs> yeah. for three weeks, yeah. and then you got to take a forty-hour train back to New York City. Yeah, that sucks ass. With an American medical care, you know, that's like $80 million (laughs) hospital bills. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about 85 mil. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's adding insult to injury, my man. But anyway. Yeah. If I have to go to the hospital, it's like, yo, just just, uh, make it so I don't die and just throw me out the door. That's okay. Well, I actually have the VA, so it doesn't matter. But I I have a tattoo of my do not resuscitate on my cock. (laughs) (laughs) Like, <laughs> if, you, if you jerk me off before i die then you get to see it so figure it out <laughs> there yo so one time my mom was was working in like an er and uh this lady i don't know what exactly happened but this lady ended up dying from something that like one of the nurses did and like my mom walks in and the woman like you can you know has like the beeping on the you know the like the the flat line beep and my mom's like, look, what the fuck is going on? Why is no one resuscitating this person? And they're like, she has a do not resuscitate. She's like, yes, from dying naturally, not from killing her in the fucking ER. <laughs> like, resuscitate her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that shit was hilarious. Wow. Yeah, yeah people anyway. dying. That's hilarious. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you just got to get the tattoo. Yeah, get the tattoo on my dick. <laughs> It, you're like what why would you get on your dick i mean you Bro, gotta get it like on your chest sh- 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 listen so it's on my dick right and like they're like what does it say oh. they're like that's his dnr jerk him off right now and it's like it's like jerking me yeah. off and i'm just like oh you're almost there you get to kill me you almost get to kill me oh. I-, I thought what you were gonna say is you're gonna die get rigor mortis and they were gonna see it then dude i want to go out like a g like that that would be awesome just yeah. like just a, hard tattoo? On, just a hard on in my face going Hmm. You, you think you have the balls to get a dick tattoo? Um, you pay me enough, I will. I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do a dick tattoo. All right, let's move. Let's let's make lemonade. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, let's read a couple YouTube comments and then we'll move on. One of the most underrated albums of my youth. Next one says the movie Life. We're such a great band. Next one says, uh, Forty Hour Train is hands down. Uh, one of the best post-hardcore slash pop punk records of all time. Next person says, "Damn it, I love this band, but I wish they're." Uh, was a, a video for scary yeah scary is awesome i don't know if anybody talked about it but that song is good uh next one says uh, i recently found my journal from when i was 12 to 13 and i quoted this album frequently really takes me back that's jomo's uh response yeah yeah i was comment. looking at your mother you used to keep i was looking at your mother's nudes jomo did you used to keep a diary fuck no bro like i don't snitch i don't snitch I <laughs> yeah true good snitch. you don't snitch yeah it's that's a, true. It's a Hispanic call. thing, man. We don't snitch. We don't mm. talk. No delay nada. Delay nada. Yeah. That's true. All right. We ready to move on here? <laughs> Rob's like, he's like, I know what he's talking yeah, yeah. about. Yep, 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 yep. All right. I'm about to get my eardrums blown out by this fucking thing. You spin me. Right oh, my God. It's happening. You spin me. Right yeah, we're listening to Homegrown Last. All right. <laughs> Let me get some artwork going on here. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. Okay. Uh, does anyone need to use the bathroom before I start this? No, start it, Daddy. Okay. Start it. I mean, I'm speaking for everyone, but let me shut okay. back up. Uh, Avalanche United is a 12-track record released in 2011, coming in just under 36 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album, reaching number nine on the U.S. Heat Seekers chart, and contains the singles "Holy Fuck" and "Brooklyn Dodgers." Following the release of their eponymous debut album, do you like that pronunciation, Jomo? In 2005, <laughs> the band's activity slowed. Vocalist Vinny. 
uh, Kaurana went uh, through a divorce and subsequently wrote an abundance of material. I am the avalanche recorded avalanche United between February and July, 2011 in studio 159 in Waldrick Waldwick, New Jersey described as a melodic hardcore and punk rock album. Avalanche United also features material written by guitarist, Mike Ireland. Uh, musically, the sound of the Avalanche United explores melodic hardcore and punk rock. Discussing the album's title, Kairana said it stands for the band, family, friends, and fans, one big gang. Kairana's voice emulated the vocal style he used on the Movie Life's 2000 album, This Time Next Year. Anthony Ranieri of Bayside arranged I'll Be... I'll be back around in Dead Friends as well as added guest vocals to the track The Gravedigger's Argument. The opening track Holy Fuck is an aggressive pop punk song from Kaurana's divorce. Amsterdam tells of the band's experiences in the Netherlands while being on drugs. I'll be back around sees Kaurana dealing with an anxiety disorder. Is this really happening? Is Kaurana's first love song and followed by uh, This One's On Me, a drinking song. Dead Friends is about dying young and not living life to its fullest potential. So this is one of the last. Uh, uh, this is one of the the albums that I wasn't going to listen to because I, I almost didn't have enough time to do it. Uh, but we ended up delaying a bit today, so I was able to go through it and, and read up about it and everything and listen to it. Uh, I love this album. Uh, so this is number two for me, only because uh, "Keep Your Heart" is eternally number one. So when we see that, when we start seeing guest, these guest appearances and almost like supergroup style bands, people from different bands coming together to, to form other bands, it really starts showing you like how much of the how many people in the music world are connected there's also like videos of um uh uh what's his name the, uh <laughs> a couple people and uh what's his name? the dude from the dude from uh from uh oh band i can't remember uh anyway um so okay a couple songs I want to talk about. There's a song I hear called You Got Spiders. I posted it in the chat and I was like, if you listen, to, if you didn't have a chance to listen to the album, you can listen to only one song. Listen to this. Uh, amazing song might be one of the catchiest songs ever written. So the song is two and a half minutes long and I'm going to say that I wish that it was an hour long. I love it. I'll listen to it a billion more times. Uh, the vocals are fucking great and I hope they're not fixed by technology. When I listen to a song like that, we talked about this, well, at least I talked about this with Thrice. I want to know, so when you get like to the dirtier stuff, here's the thing. I, there's a comment on one of the uh, Lawrence Arms albums uh, for one of the songs with Chris that somebody says, yeah, he uses auto-tune or voice correction software in the in the, um, in the the comments. And he says you can hear it. I, I don't know. But like, I would not assume that a band like the Lawrence Arms would use something like that due to like Brendan Kelly's raspy, like kind of gross style voice. I mean, I love it, but I'm just saying like, I wouldn't expect a band like that to use software. I wouldn't expect them to give a shit about something like that. Uh, and so I want to believe that that happens here as well. I have no reason to believe that it doesn't happen or, you know, that it does happen. Uh, but, but it just sounds like really fucking great. Uh, and I don't know this album. So, okay. There's a song in here, Amsterdam. So Vinny for me is becoming like, he's getting up there just from listening to this record a couple of times. He's like getting up there, uh, with Brendan Kelly for me as a singer and a songwriter. I think he's aged incredibly well musically. The songs have balls. He also has like this rasp to his voice. It's not as insane as like Brendan Kelly's is, but he definitely has it going on. And I love it. I don't know. Like this is another, like I'm going to sound like a broken record. I can't jerk these guys off enough. I love this record. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of this album? So this is, this is my fucking band. I fucking love them. I'm actually going to see them on Tuesday. They're playing Boston on Tuesday with Bayside. I'll be there on Tuesday. Um, I love what Vinny's voice has become since the movie life. I, I fucking love it. 
Um, I actually was bummed out that the movie life was getting back together because he was going to stop putting all his focus into this band because I yeah. fucking love it. Uh, Holy Fuck is a God-tier opener. The bass rips. Uh, Brooklyn Dodgers is a good song. Um, I love the uh, in the song I'll be back around. I love the lyrics. I don't know, but I've been told what a New York winter is mighty cold, but we still walk down the coldest blocks using the fire in our hearts. That's a fucking great line. Um, the song this one's on me is just a bunch of dudes hanging out partying, which is what clearly these dudes love to do. Uh, the Grave Diggers argument's a good song, but I, I don't really like B-side, so I'm not a big fan of Anthony Ranieri. But um, and then Gratitude is a fucking five star closer. It's so powerful. I love the whole end of it. Love Jomo's face when I, when I, when I shit talk Bayside, but uh, um, but but I'm going to see him on Tuesday, so I paid my hard-earned money to go see him. But they're just not for me. Um, but yo, if you like this album, Jack, listen to the next album. It's called Wolverines, and it's even more powerful than this. But right. yeah, yeah, I'm going to. I love them. Yeah. So the Grave Diggers argument. Okay, so uh, so Anthony Ranieri or whatever, his voice is so distinct and recognizable. You know it the second you hear it. Uh, so even if like I already knew that he was going to be in there because I was reading about it like while I started this and this uh, song is you know further down the, the track list. We need to do an episode on Bayside by the way at some point. Anyway, I love his voice personally. I think it's great. Uh, I love Bayside and it sticks out. Just it's I don't I love it. It's fucking great. Uh, there's a song in here, Dead Friends, which I give it banger status. It's a song about depression. It's really fucking dark. Uh, so it's like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's so good. Banger status when it's like a really serious song, but it is fucking a great song. Uh, gratitude ends this album. Um, oh, so the second I heard the riff in gratitude, the, the opening riff, I was like, okay, so there's half of the songs or whatever were written by Vinny and the other half were written, uh, by Mike. And so Mike is a guitar player. And as soon as I heard that riff in the beginning of gratitude, I was like, okay, this song has to be written by a guitar player, uh, from just the intro riff alone. And it was like, I went back to look at who the credit is for and he has the credit. Uh, so I, they should end shows with this song. There's like a culmination of everything towards the end. And you get the, these gang vocals and stuff, which that gets everybody fucking involved. Uh, and it's it's pretty epic. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this album? So I like this one more than the loved ones. Um, so the reason for that is like I'm like my 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 interest in punk. How do I describe my interest in punk? Like I love punk, but like uh, like counterintuitive. Like punk is supposed to be like fast and whatever. Sometimes I think the, like the speed like chokes the life out of uh, whatever I'm trying. You know, I like it. I like it to slow down a bit and breathe. So I actually like this that this band is like down tempo, like for like the the punk sound that it has, and like the the down tempo ness of it. I think is a fucking plus. I, I like that a lot. Uh, but to me, I was hearing like uh, uh, lyrics that were crammed together, and it was just like I got exhausted listening to it. So I didn't make it too far, but I give it number four for the week. That's it. Okay. Yeah, the the song that starts this album is called Holy Fuck. And I don't know if it's like cringe to have a song that's that's called that. Uh, but it does grab you immediately and it like opens this album up quickly. Uh Brooklyn Dodgers is after that. And you know, so like these guys, I'm just I don't know anything about them, but they can do no wrong to me at this point, and I hope they keep it up. Um and so I'm dreaming of just seeing this album played in full. There's a song on here called This One's On Me, which is an incredible song. I love the singing. It has this like raspy desperation style. Uh, so I, I love, obviously, Brendan Kelly, but I also love uh, the singer of Brand New. 
you know, and, and when we talked about Daisy, I was saying there's this very desperation style of singing in his voice or whatever. And there's desperation style here. I fucking love it. I think it's beautiful. I don't know. It's like, it's like when you go to, if they were to ever try to remake an album like this, I don't think you could ever get that to happen again. There's certain things that happen due to, uh, uh, you know, feelings due to emotions or whatever. And I think that's what you're getting a lot of it here. Uh, he was going through a divorce, like I was saying at this point. So shit's all over the place. Like when I went through a divorce, shit was all over the fucking place. So I know it's all over the place for this guy. And this is a record that would have to be made around that time. So you still care. It's like, I don't give two shits about my ex-wife. Like if she fell off a fucking cliff and died, I wouldn't give a fuck. So there's like nothing, you know, left there or whatever. Um, so you, this is something you have to make at the time when like you're pissed off and you hate shit. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this record? Oh, you didn't listen to it. Never mind. Uh, wait, hold bitch. Oh. How dare you? So, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry. So first off, I, yes, I didn't listen to this record. I'm sorry, Jeff, but I just want to fun fact. The location of Ram Ranch is at 530 burnham road yakima washington we're going there we're going there someday. yeah oh yeah we're going that's we're going. ram ranch so we're going there to scope it out but i want to make ram ranch too in new hampshire dude i don't want no one wants to live in new hampshire no one <laughs> yeah, well. no, no, nothing but some fucking uh distraught person from massachusetts who's like oh i want to own more guns but even whatever border i cross i can't carry that gun towards the foreskin of Connecticut, which is Rhode Island. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't get, I don't like New Hampshire and, and it's too fucking cold and their beaches. Yeah. Hampton beach is a fucking cesspool for meth addicts <laughs> and every Italian person from Revere, Massachusetts. I don't like it at all whatsoever. I don't like fucking anything about New Hampshire. Mm. I hope that state sinks into the fucking ground. <laughs> Jomo, where did you say Ram Ranches? It's at 530 Burnham Road at Yakima, Washington. Okay, Washington. So our so Ram Ranch 2 needs to be south then. So it needs to be warm. Because it it's to, gotta be cold. It needs up to there, be yeah. in it needs to be in Wyoming, brother. Right next to Brokeback Mountain. No, fuck that. It's too cold up there too. It's cold. Dude, no. everything north. We need to go south, bro. I'll keep you warm, buddy. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, gonna, I, I wish I knew I'm how to get you. Into <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna get into it but yeah i, I was gonna make a joke about that uh, earlier anyway uh let's read some comments does anyone else want to say anything about uh, avalanche uh united so yeah not at all about this so. but just just because you reminded me at the movie life's last show ever that we drove in a fucking hurricane to new york city for for no reason um they the the opening bands were were like not announced because it was like a, it was like a big like thing and brand new was actually the surprise opener oh nice and uh people went fucking crazy but yeah that's all but uh avalanche united better than better than the movie life yeah, uh yeah yeah I, I i really love these dudes i like these guys because they're more on like the raw side of things Let's read a couple of YouTube comments. First is that they finally made their triumphant return. Next person says, Vinny has the best voice in punk rock to date. Next one says, instantly hooked. Next person says, here by accident, no regrets. And lastly, these guys sound like they should be on the Tony Hawk soundtrack. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, when was the last Tony Hawk game? I guess they remade one and two. They could have put them into that. The last one I played was four. That was the last one yeah. I've ever played. Yeah, they, they remade one and two like relatively recently. Let me get to the beginning. All right. Does anyone else want to say anything? Did I already say that? I don't know. Let's drop this. Does anyone have to pee before I drop this? Okay. Oh, we're here. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm put, I'm putting an NSFW spoiler tag on this without actually putting it. So just don't look in the comments if you don't want to see it. Uh, is it is it about Ram Ranch? or Meatspin? No, it's the fucking artwork of this album, bro. <laughs> or Meatspin.com? I'd literally rather look at a gaping butthole. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> than this fucking <laughs> album artwork. All right, Kings of Pop is a 12-track record released in 2002, coming just under 46 minutes long. It's the band's third studio album, which gained nationwide recognition, reaching number 189 in the uh, Billboard 200 chart, and contains the singles You're Not Alone, Kiss Me, Diss Me, and I Love You Not. Kings of Pop is the first release with drummer Darren Reynolds and is the only release as a trio, having lost guitarist Justin Poyser in 2000. Shortly after its release, they added a second guitarist, uh, Dan Hammond, where they would go on to perform where they would go on to perform uh, on the drive through stage on the Warp Tour and toured ex extensively in support of the album. A homegrown released their second studio album, Act Your Age, in June 1998 through Outpost Recordings. In 2001, they signed to drive through Records. Following this, they supported Real Big Fish and Goldfinger in their co-headlining U.S. tour in July and August 2001. Kings of Pop was recorded at Big Fish Studios in Encinitas, California, and Sonic Wire Studios in Irvine, California, with producer-engineer Steve Evitz. Uh, Kings of Pop contains three hidden tracks, which appear at the end. Uh, uh, excuse me, which appear after the final track, "Disaster." They are a nine-second techno song, a short rap about Asian flavor, and a short acoustic song for Steve. There was also a single released for "You Are Not Alone," uh, which contained the tracks "Break Me Down" and "Hope Sinks," uh, which were B-sides from the album. Homegrown in February 2005, Lorbach left Homegrown. Uh, excuse me, in February 25, Lorbach left Homegrown uh, and later joined New Year's Day. The band continued without him for a time, playing live shows with guest bass guitarist Ted Vega. Eventually, however, the members moved on to other projects. John Tran started the band Red Panda, Hammond joined Paper Models, and Reynolds uh, started Defender. Uh, Jeff, what do you think of this album? So there was a long time in my life that and I'm sure this is probably around the time that I was burning mixed cities like crazy. That I, used to, I used to always say that, that that this was the best pop punk album ever recorded. I used to always say, sorry, I'm looking at Sorry, dude, ranch, but this shit got it beat. But now as I get older, I don't, I don't know if that's as true, but I this album meant a lot to me for a long time. Tomorrow is odd tier. I don't think the rest of the album is on par with how awesome tomorrow is, but um, tomorrow is a God tier song. Uh, the instruments on this, on this are, are uh, next level. Um, but I know that that uh, Jack, you were saying that you don't like some of the other singer songs, but the song uh, um, "I Love You Not" is awesome. I love the guitar tone and "Give It Up." You're not alone is a jam. Never fall in love is a fun song. Second best is uh, I don't even know. Second best is a good song, and um, yeah, can't can't cannot stop the world is probably my favorite on the record besides tomorrow. But my time alone is probably my least favorite. But uh, disaster fucking rules. I don't know. It's just this is a fun record for me. It's good. I haven't dove into it in a while, but I think that that it. I used to love it a whole lot more than I do now. But it, it's good. Tomorrow right, is the best. Let's get something out of the way right away. The artwork is fucking terrible. I hate looking yes, at it. The I, artwork I'm, is terrible. Yeah. I'm staring at it right now, and I fucking hate it. Uh, there's parts of this album that I love. There's parts that I hate, and there's parts that are straight up cringe. Uh, none of the other albums had anything cringe for me, but there's a couple things going on here. So there's some good stuff on this record. I don't, I don't want it to be like, oh, it's trash. Uh, it is a solid album. Uh, you, first of all, one of the things you get here that you don't get from anybody else is you can immediately tell that there are two singers. Not only are there two singers, there are two songwriters. Uh, and they clash quite a bit. So if you listen to... Um, albums like apathy and exhaustion by lawrence arms like before they started doing the duet style uh, their songs like, you know exactly which songs chris wrote you know exactly which ones brendan wrote and they are distinctly fucking different 
but they still kind of flow together fine. I mean, I still prefer the duet style shit, but their individual stuff, it's still, even though you can tell they're blatantly different, they're not like, they're, I don't know, they're not, it's not like it doesn't take you out of it. There are things on this album where they sound like two different fucking bands. Um, so this is one I've said before about some records that kind of have two different sounds. They could have split them up into two different EPs instead of having this. Uh, Adam is very possibly my favorite singer of this week. Now, this album came out in 2002, and his voice is kind of incredible uh, for coming out at that time, and especially like being in a band like this. So I want to believe also there's no uh, fucking... Uh, technology in place to fix his voice or whatever because sometimes i'm like god damn his voice is like really good uh there's a lot of single potential left on this album the bass sounds great on this record so tomorrow so this is one of the bands also that jeff showed me with his mixtapes uh tomorrow amazing one of my favorite songs on the entire mixtape fucking love the song banger status i could listen to it a thousand times uh, maybe i'll wake up tomorrow and figure out where to begin maybe i'll maybe i won't feel so hollow but i'm pretty sure that i'll be sleeping in uh, great line, clever writing. I can't give him enough credit for it. The song after that, that I love you not. Okay. I, on this show, I don't know if I flat out ever said I hated a song. I fucking hate the song. I hate the song for the vocal delivery. I hate the song for the bro dude lyrics. I hate the song for the fucking guitar riffs that piss me off. I hate the song. I have no clue why they made the song a single. And if you listen to tomorrow and then I love you not, I would not be surprised if 99% of people didn't realize it was the same band. These, this, like I said, this band does not just have two singers. They have two different songwriters and they are distinctly fucking different. Um, oh, there's a, uh, so I, I think that song like turns the cringe up to 11. Um, and I don't know why you would pick that song as a single over like tomorrow wasn't even a single. Like, so how the fuck is like the best song in this album? Not the single. And like, I love you not, which sucks. Absolute balls was a single. You mentioned the song second best. I'm actually surprised they didn't double down and make that a single as well. Again, I hate the vocal delivery on it. It's, there's an okay song here. Like the bass rips. There's a small guitar solo, which I like. Um, I, I might not turn it off if it was on, but I'm not going to turn it off. But I also uh, might just turn it off too. Um, there's a song also, Kiss Me, Diss Me, which is a, uh, a song also by John. So John is one of the singers and, and Adam is the other, or and singer-songwriter and Adam's the other one. So Kiss Me, Diss Me is like a very John-sounding song, but I like it. Uh, I'm not surprised that it was a single. I think it's catchy. Good for them, but like I don't know. I love you not like hey hey like all this shit just pisses me <laughs> off. Like everything has the cringe dial all the way up to eleven, and I'm like, eh, I I can't I can't fucking do it. Rob, what do you think of this album? Yeah, tracks uh, one, three, and five. I give eight out of ten. It's like uplifting. It reminds me of like Taking Back Sunday. Uh, tell all your friends. So fucking yeah, thumbs fucking up. Tracks two and four, bad riffs, and there's an even bigger crime here. So, like the the the, the stereotype about pop punk singers is that they attract like younger women, and then they they fuck them. So you got this. You got to so you, you listen to a song like uh, "I Love You Not." Uh, it's like I don't want to date, but I want to fuck. And yeah. so what you have here is a pushy pedophile that didn't create thriller. So <laughs> throw away lock him up and throw away the key <laughs> fuck him uh, so like, i give this number three for the week because i love the first singer and fuck the second singer to hell that's it uh, yeah i love adam uh this song give it up which is the third song yeah his voice is awesome his harmonies are on point uh one of the best songs in the album um 
yeah, again, easy single money. There's a song in here. Also, you're not alone. Banger of a song. Good choice for a single. Oh, go watch the video for that. It is Cringe Town USA? Like it's so bad. Uh, it, and like I don't know. Like when I talked about like the uh, the loved ones video, it's a very simplistic video. They're like playing music in a house. This video for you're not alone. They're playing music in the diner. It's so fucking cringe. Like literally, Cringe Town USA population four. Um, and then a song I'll, I'll never fall in love. Dude, the guy's voice is awesome. It's so good. It doesn't get old to me. This is a more straightforward, like pop punk, pop punk song, uh, but it's great. Yeah, I can't get over his voice. I hope it's not fake. Uh, Jomo, what do you think of this album? Oh boy, uh, this is the most uh, racist album artwork I've ever seen. <laughs> Terrible. Um, calling abysmal the ACLU right now and just letting them know that this is fucked up. They need to get paid because this is racist um i hate that i'm moving to california this album made me hate that i'm moving to california because of <laughs> it just feels like a troll album it doesn't feel like it, it feels like jeff's like oh, i'm gonna fuck over Jomo again here's a troll album bitch listen to it and i'm just like i i begrudgingly listen to this album i'm like motherfucker i'm gonna get through every track I'm not gonna like it, but I'm I'm gonna get through every track. I I don't like the way it, it feels like the bastard child of Trust Company, Yellow Card, and Blink 182. It's just just it, it's just insufferable. It's just nasty. I just don't like it. It's boring. Mm -hmm. Yo, fuck this record and its cheesiness. It's like a bunch of frat bros who put an album out and said. And that's when you said frat bro stuff. I was like, yes, 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 say it, say it, say it. That's it. And it's like, uh, oh, bro, this will be legit. Oh, let's play some, uh, let's play some music, bro. And we'll go to Evan's house for crepes and uh, bacon, bro. You know what's up? And it's like, I hate it. I hate it so much that I thought about. Is that what frat bros say? Like, let's go eat crepes, bro. <laughs> 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 yes to answer your question is yes frat bros love crepes they yeah, love crepes call. and bacon and they, they they gaily fuck each other in their ass which is cool if you're at ram ranch i hate it it's a one out of ten would not recommend it thank you jeff for ruining my fucking goddamn algorithm like yeah more than I can do. what's up you liked it more than the movie life <laughs> Oh, you did? Joe, what rating did you he give us? gave us 1 out of 10. He gave 0 0.5 out of 10. For <laughs> you see, he's paying attention. He's paying attention. <sighs> so so I want to just say something. Uh, nothing to do with Joe. I love Joe here. But I want to say um, that, that, that Jack just went on this big rant about how much of uh, – um, frat boys and yabros but if you were to like go back about 30 episodes on this thing there's a whole entire love fest from Jack about the fucking bloodhound gang so yeah. shut up yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a difference no I'm sorry when I listen to I love you not that's that's frat bro cringe when I listen to a bloodhound gang that's frat bro like funny dude I love you not is so cringe to me like I would read the lyrics but I, I, I can't I, I don't want to take them in again I don't want to fucking see them again it's too cringe for me and it's like the dude just being mean at that point like he's being a fucking dickhead like whatever you have a relationship with someone it's like oh it's been two weeks uh, don't tell me you like me uh, i just want to fuck okay whatever i don't know this is like early 2000s but like i don't know oh another thing all their comments are turned off the album <laughs> like if you listen to the album I, stream, I wonder why they're turned off so when 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 there's a band who normally i go to listen to and like they just have like the whole channel's comments turned off you can normally go to the music video and they leave them on so that's where i'll get some comments nope music video all comments are turned off youtube fucking uh, the playlist all comments are turned off there's nothing and like you i don't know everything's turned off so but the dude's 
<laughs> that song, I don't give a fuck what anyone says. Like, I love you not. I hate that song. Even when Jeff gave me the mixtape, the first time I ever heard it, I was like, I hate this fucking song. This song is legit trash. And the reason I hate it is because, like, like we were saying, there's there's like shitty guitar in it, there's shitty vocal delivery, but the, the dude is just mean in it. He's just a fucking asshole in it. I have never said anything like that to like anyone. Like, I mean, granted, like maybe after a relationship, like, yeah, sure, you're garbage. But like, I have never, like, during having a relationship with like a person, I've never said shit like that, like in such a derogatory way. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Fuck him. Fuck that song. I I hate it. Uh, this album ends with song disaster. I didn't know if these guys were going to stick the landing. They did good for them. A uh, couple other songs. Uh, Why won't you leave me? Uh, one of the favorite song, my favorite songs uh, on the record. And it shows that this dude Tran, he can sing well when he wants to. That's the thing. I did like a double or triple take when this song was playing. Cause it's like, wait, what the fuck? That song is like, actually has a like, decent vocal performance. Uh, the guitar tone is solid in it. So it's like, when I hear the shit, like, Hey, Hey, it's like, okay, you're just trolling me at this point. Like you're fucking with me right now. Uh, can I stop the world? Good. Uh, my time alone. That's another one, a trans song. That's fucking good. There's dynamics in it. There's a guitar solo. There's harmonies. Sometimes both of the singers will harmonize together instead of just harmonizing with themselves. And it's fucking good. Uh, like vo vocally, these guys are on point. Another thing it's like, so when you put out a record like this, apparently the the album or EP or whatever that came after this was like a serious one, but it's like, how can you put this shit out? Like, look at this. I want everyone, Jeff, stop looking at your phone. Look at this album artwork. I want everyone <laughs> to look at it right now. How the fuck can you put this on an artwork and, and expect anyone to take your record seriously? <laughs> fuck that out. Fuck this artwork. Uh, <laughs> and it's racist. It's racist. Anyway, I, I do like this album. There, there's a solid album here. There's just a, there's a bunch of shit that I hate. Just sort through it, and there's a bunch of good stuff. I love him as a singer. He might be uh, Adam. He might be my favorite singer of the entire fucking week. Uh, there's a bunch of great stuff here. It's just sort through it. Honestly, cut the shit into two EPs, uh, A and B, uh, and throw all, all singer all uh, Adam shit into one, all fucking trans shit into the other one, and then we can just never listen to trans shit ever. Uh, is there anything that anyone wants to say about this album before we get out of here? When you're mentioning Tran, you should probably just slow down so someone doesn't get your despair. <laughs> Take a breath. Trans Take a breath. People or oppressed people. Let's, let's, let's slow it down a little bit. So this guy's name, I want to pull this up real quick because I was going to mention this, but I didn't. Hang on a second. This guy's name is, what's the, uh, Jeff, what's this guy's name? Oh, I got it here. John Tran. Do you know what like his like band name is, Jomo? uh the the training homegrown j trash i'm like bro how are you gonna have a name like that and legitimately make some songs that are trash like I, if your name is like trash everything you make has to be like fucking god tier mark my words the dude just started so, another band it's like a punk hardcore band and it's called the trannies and it's like <laughs> i think i'm surprised I, he didn't i think i think he's got something going here i'll manage it uh four four fifths of the vigs and and i'll be fine give me four fifths he he but but he's like referring to like the part of the car no no <laughs> it's about the transmission of the car. yeah it's about the the covers the transmission of a car with a grill that says kings of pop and there's the fucking yeah. and there's thing like over there's a vagina the and a dick it's like you figure it out which one do you want <laughs> That's too far. All right, we're canceling. We're gonna we're gonna retool and call this the Coronaissance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If if you ever go to see the you go to the Coronaissance channel, it's gone. Just just keep going down the line of the alphabet. <laughs> the uh, um. So we're doing episode one hundred next week. So we're gonna the big rush episode. The the hundredth episode. 
the Holy Trinity. We're going to talk about the yes. greatest band in rock history, mm-hmm. in my opinion, which is not that valid, is Rush, the greatest band of all time. Whether I go up to the Communist uh, Republic of Massachusetts is still to be determined. Um, or if I do it from here, butt naked is another. So either way, you're going to get a show. All right. I, I'm excited. I haven't I haven't we, listened to a lot of Rush, so we should invite all the all the past people, like um, everybody else. That's uh, yeah, everyone who's ever been on the show is, it, is invited, you know, to every episode. I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll ask them. We'll ask them. But um, hey, thank you for listening. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs>